0: Now I'm going to turn things over to Mr. Mark Weber for the first full hour of this weekend's edition of Garden Talk. Good morning. How are you doing? Doing well. How about you? I'm well. Do you like to
1: eat garlic? Yes, I do. Not in excess, but yes. So you like (laughs) garlic, eh? I do. Well, in this week's edition of Garden Talk, we're going to talk about why right now, yeah, right now is actually the ideal time to be planting garlic. And I also have another question for you, Mr. Audie. Sure. What's your favorite kind of apple?
0: Favorite kind of apple. Yeah. Oh, geez. Um, I'm going to go. Don't say with... red or yellow. I want to know what variety of apple that oh, is your
1: favorite to eat.
0: <laughs> no, not on my life. Uh, I'm going to have mm-hmm. to go with, uh, I've had some good Jonagolds Golds this year.
1: Ooh, nice choice. Well, this week's edition of Garden Talk, we're going to talk about uh, all of the varieties and types of apples there are for you to eat. And I'd like to know from you today at 457-1290, what is your favorite apple to eat? On AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
2: The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. (laughs)
1: Good Saturday morning to each and every one of you as we uh, begin the first hour of what will be three great hours of radio right here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. My name is Mark Weber and I have hosted this legendary broadcast now for 28 years and uh, so many months counting and we would love to hear your voices today as we begin The first hour of what will be three great hours of radio right here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And what we do here each and every week here on Garden Talk is answer your gardening questions. We give you the insight and information on how you can be more successful with your yard, garden, and landscaping challenges. Plus, we talk about a wide range of topics, um, everything from trees to plants to lawns to landscapes. And we talk about all the things that uh, will give you the ability to be much more successful in your gardening world. Um, if you would like to be part of the morning, this morning's broadcast, um, let's first begin by everyone is welcome. Um, we don't have uh, anything beyond the say to, say to each and every one of you that we're all about helping you being more successful. Um, and I think beginning this morning's broadcast, uh, you can be part of today's show by dialing Four five seven twelve ninety. that's 457-1290, and that'll put you into the Master Control Studios, um, where we're more than happy to uh, have you part of this morning's broadcast. You can also be part of Garden Talk by blogging with us. And what's what you, maybe you don't know what blogging is, but the, we have a, a website that kind of houses all of the show prep of Garden Talk, and it's called Gardentalkblog.com. And uh, it's a website that's been around a while. I created it, I built it, and uh, every Saturday morning for the three hours while we're live, um, we have folks come in and do actually do live interactive chat. We actually have a chat function where if you've got a question for the show or you want to say hey to other fellow listeners of Garden Talk, you can go to GardenTalkBlog.com, and uh, of course, that website is completely free for your use. Just require you a little bit of a sign-up process so that we know that you're not a spooky, bad person on the Internet. Um, unfortunately, there are people who do bad things on the Internet. Um, and this morning, we're going to be talking about a long range of different topics, but uh, we're also going to be talking about something that I love to talk about, and that is Apples. Um, Apples are one of those uh, fruits that I think sometimes in our society has been long and lost. Um, It's not seemed to be as celebrated as it once was, at least in my world, and uh, it's one of those things that so many people do not know about all the different varieties of apples. That's one of the things that I I always find fascinating to me, that uh, in our society, we always want all of these options. We want all of these um, choices of different things that we can we can pick and choose and you know we want different color cars. We want different color um, 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 clothing. We want uh, different this, different that. We don't want to have the same same pair of cl- pants on that the next person has. Um, but you know what? We've got that with apples. And uh, being a, a horticulturalist at heart and by my training in education, I love to talk about apples. So today we're going to spend a lot of time talking and educating you about apples. And you can be part of this morning's broadcast by uh, dialing up four five seven twelve ninety. That's four five seven twelve ninety. 1290 where if you got a question about a particular plant, Uh, maybe you're working with a bare area in your lawn, Uh, maybe you're trying to resolve a tree problem, Um, you can call this morning's broadcast at 457-1290. It's absolutely free, and we'd love to have you part of today's program. Um, As we begin this morning, a little bit about myself. I'm the president and co-founder of a business found right here in good old Dayton, Ohio, called Mark Weber's Landscaping. We've been around... Since 1997, I'm proudly to say, um, we do a a wide range of horticultural and arboricultural endeavors. um, Everything from consulting to landscape design activities and landscape construction as well as management of uh, tree populations. Um, I do a lot of work uh, here in Dayton. I do a lot of work beyond the borders of Ohio. And uh, I, I am a unique person in the standpoint that I hold a number of different certifications and qualifications, and uh, one that I'm quite proud of the fact that I hold two degrees from hort- in horticulture uh, from Ohio State University, and I'm also designated by the International Society of Arboriculture as a board-certified master arborist. Less than 2% of all the certified arborists in the world are BCMAs, or board-certified master arborists. And I'm also deemed, I, the American Society for the Horticultural Sciences as a certified horticultural professional. Uh, there's roughly, I think, 75 total in the United States. So when you call 457-1290, that'll put you into the Master Control Studios. Um, we'd love to talk to you. We've done this for 28 years. Um, we're here to help you. If you've got a question about an area in your lawn, Um, A question about a tree, a question about a shrub or an indoor plant that you brought in since the weather's turned colder, a little bit chilly outside, Uh, we've got solutions and ideas for you, and we would love to hear from you. But I want to open up the phone lines this morning at 457-1290, and I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear from you guys. What is your favorite apple to eat? Is it a Red Delicious? Is it a Yellow Delicious? Is it a Jonathan? Um, is it a John of Gold? Is it a Macintosh? Um, I wanna know from you today at 457-1290, that's 457-1290, what is your favorite apple you like to eat? And I'm talking to eating fresh. I'm not talking about a pie. I'm not talking about, applesauce i'm saying to take that apple and just wash it put it in your mouth and go crunch 457 1290 if you know what that apple may be and uh, we'd love to hear what you have to say as well Um, as we begin this morning's broadcast at the bottom of the hour we're going to go into the garden and i think we're going to talk about a topic that you may not know about but uh, did you know that the prime season for planting garlic is now? And yeah, actually the hard garlics? And we're going to go in the great detail in the um, in the 6:30 uh, hour of garden talk this morning, and we're going to talk about garlic. And we're going to talk about why planting garlic between uh, basically Halloween and Thanksgiving is the ideal time to, uh, Um, plant garlic we're going to talk about the two different types of garlic which are hard neck and soft neck garlic and uh, we're going to talk about how you can be planting garlic in your yard save yourself a whole lot of money by the way and produce a crop that frankly will store and keep for a very long period of time Um, and then coming up at 6 45 or so we're going to be doing um, in the garden kitchen, and we're going to be talking about one of my favorite apples, which is the Melrose, which is actually the state apple of Ohio. Um, we're going to talk about that and so much more. Also today, um, John Scott from NOLWOOD will be joining us at the 8.30 hour. We're going to talk about preparing your roses for winter. Also, Rich Pearson will be joining us somewhere right around the turn of the 6 to 7 o'clock hour. And we're going to be talking about some of the things that you can do to have a better landscape with a good plan of attack, and most importantly, at eight seven thirty, Randy Tischer will be talking to us about winter seeding and how to take advantage of the winter season as far as filling in with grass seed. Four five seven twelve ninety is the number of the dial. Let's go right to the telephone lines. And hopefully everything's working. And let's go talk to Julia, Julie, about her poinsettia. Julie, Julie, good morning and welcome to Garden Talk.
3: Good morning, Mark. How are you?
1: I'm well. How can I be of service to you today?
3: I have a question about a poinsettia plant. Um, I received it as a gift last year and um, I potted it and put it in my house and I didn't think it was going to do very well. And it's taken off. And I don't know when to put it in the ground or what to do with it.
1: So you've had a poinsettia, It's been in your house all summer long. Yes. Okay. First of all, don't take it outside. <laughs> if you take it outside, <laughs> right? If, if you take it outside right now, ma'am, it is not going to make it. Okay.
3: I, I kind of wondered. <laughs> yeah.
1: See, poinsettias are actually native to um, Mexico. Okay. So okay. you, you they are actually from Central America. So you do not want, um, you do not want to, uh, do not, you do not want to uh, take them outside because they will not survive the winter season. Okay. 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 Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Um, first of all, you will continue to have it inside your house. Um, okay. Have you done any repotting or anything like that since you have last used, last have had it?
3: Well, um, I did put it in, I'm going to say a medium-sized pot, maybe 12-inch. Um, I know that I was surprised how well it took off because I haven't had any blooms, but it's turned into a small bush, and I know I should probably repot it, but that's where I was calling into because I wasn't sure when I could take this possibly and put it outside and then hopefully it would return and whatnot
1: yeah but, um, well you can repot it now if you wanted to it wouldn't hurt okay. it. it wouldn't hurt anything um what you could do is get uh, what size pot is it in right now six inch 10 inch or what size do you know it's
3: probably about a 10 or 12 inch if i had to guess. all right
1: so let's let's bump it up into a 14 inch pot
3: okay
1: and a 14 inch pot um it's a couple of things you'll take it out of the pot uh, Any roots that are growing around in circles, you want to break those apart a little bit, and probably shave about a quarter of an inch of that root system off. Okay. And then you want to get yourself a bag of soilless potting mix. Okay. And that's real important. You don't want to buy a bag of a, a, a bag of a, a soil. You want to buy a soilless potting mix, meaning it's artificially blended. Okay, gotcha um and then you want some slow release fertilizer and what i use is a product called osmocote okay and osmocote pretty much feeds your plant every time you water it and and then you're going to put the uh, plot plant into the pot move some of that soilless potty mix around it and it will provide the ability for that plant to continue to grow and flourish now Um, i
3: have a quick question um how often should i water this plant because i feel like i'm watering it i don't Oh, say okay, i'm over watering it but i feel like i water it and then i turn around and the soil is bone dry again yeah are they, are they really are they thirsty plants
1: all plants are thirsty plants <laughs> um it's more it, what matters is you're gonna you need to look at finger, put your finger in the pot uh-huh. if it feels dry to the touch then yes water it Okay. If it does not feel dry to the touch, don't water it.
3: Okay, as I didn't want to overwater it. Just like honestly, yeah, I didn't and think just
1: and just Yeah. It. <laughs> and one important piece before we I let you go, make sure that that plant um has the ability to the, the pot has the ability to drain out. Okay. Meaning okay. there's holes in the bottom of the pot. Cuz you yes. do not want the water to sit in there, okay? Okay. Does, okay. Does that make sense?
3: absolutely
1: okay ma'am i wish you only the best and uh
3: oh by Thank the way you. what's your
1: favorite kind of apple
3: you know i was thinking about this and um my i, gosh, I like Galas, but I'm a, I'm a big sucker for the braeburns
1: honestly you like braeburn nice <laughs> nice yeah that's a nice what do you what do you like about the flavor of braeburn just the spiciness you know, I, of it or
4: what
3: The spice and i i when we um uh, make apple pies I, I try to just get whatever apples are available yeah. and just mix all up so there's really no specific one that you know we can say, oh, what was that apple? And I go, I don't know, because I just grabbed a whole bunch and threw them in
1: there. Okay, cool, cool. Man, thanks for the call, and I hope you have a really good day, okay?
3: Thank you. You too. I appreciate it.
1: You bet. Bye-bye. Four Bye-bye. five seven twelve ninety 1290 More Garden Talk will continue after this on AM 1290 and News 957-WHIO.
2: The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
4: Hey, it's 3 a.m., and the ticking clock seems as loud as a jackhammer, and instead of dreaming about marshmallow clouds and, I don't know, running with antelopes, you're having night sweats and worried about your parents and their medical bills. They're older, you're stressed, I get it. But losing sleep over a few questions about a medical bill isn't going to help. What will is knowing your parents have Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield. They provide real people to talk to who can help, right then and there on the phone. It's this really crazy notion Anthem likes to call, doing the right thing. So your parents will get the care they need, you'll feel more confident than ever, and those antelopes, well, they're about to get their running partner back.
2: For all the things that keep you up at night, Anthem Medicare has a solution. Real people empowered to get you on the right track so you can rest easy. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield, rest easy. To learn more, visit RestEasy-Anthem.com. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield is the trade name of the Anthem Insurance Company's Inc., independent licensee of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association.
1: Subway Restaurant's new chef-inspired sandwiches sound so tasty, I can't decide which one to try first. Maybe a big turkey Philly. You guys really pack them with more meat than the everyday hoagie. Or uh, I'm gonna try the rotisserie salad chicken parma with the perfectly seasoned marinara. Could lasso me up the big melty roast beef with spicy brown mustard plus plenty of meat and fixings. Or sample the exotic flavors of a fusion tuna melt topped with pickled onions and teriyaki glaze. Inspired by chefs around the world and locally crafted at Subway? I think I just talked myself into trying them all. Limited time only at participating restaurants. What is WHIO
0: Triple Team Traffic? We're monitoring local road sensors and dozens of webcams with live reports from the road. Triple Team Traffic every six minutes on your way to work on AM 1290
4: and News 95.7 WHIO.
1: Hi everybody, it's 624, 24 minutes after 6 o'clock on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Let's
5: check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Starting off with a few clouds out there this morning and morning low temperatures starting near 36 degrees. So a cool start, but temperatures climbing to about 52 degrees for the high. The winds are going to calm down, mostly sunny skies throughout the day. So nearly perfect weather here for us in fall. Clouds increase throughout the overnight hours and morning low temperatures tomorrow around 41 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7.
2: When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 957-WHIO.
1: A current scan of the new live dial for HG7 radar shows 38 degrees in downtown Dayton, 37 in Urbana, and 34 in Eaton. On the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and news, AM 1290 and News 957 W-H-I-O, 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you'd like to be part of this morning's broadcast. Let's head back to the telephone lines at 457-1290 where you have a welcome place in line. If you'd like to join us, let's go talk to Connie in Fairborn. Connie in Fairborn, good morning and uh, welcome to Garden Talk.
6: Why, thank you very much. Um, I have a question about my Rudbeckia.
1: First, I have to ask you a question. Oh, okay. What's your favorite apple to eat?
6: I think I used to have a single favorite, but now it's mostly Braeburn, Pink Lady. But, I mean, I like Honeycrisp. I like Fuji. There's so many. Isn't, there, isn't it
1: fun to have so many choices with apples? It is. It's just, I mean, I, I, it always amazes me how everybody thinks they're just red and gold when they're all of these names like Empire and... And and Granny Smith and John of Gold, and Honeycrisp and Braeburn and Crispin. That's one. Of, have you ever eaten a Crispin?
6: I believe I have.
1: It's also got the name Mutsu. It's a it's an interesting apple from the standpoint it uh, um, it's a triploid cross. It was actually bred in the greenhouses in Japan, and it's got a kind of a tangy, spicy flavor, like a Golden Delicious but oh my lord is it tasty but uh how can i help you with your rutabecchia
6: oh uh, i've had a patch of it uh it, and it, it was beautiful once maybe 15 or more years ago and it succumbed to uh fungus on a in, uh, repeatedly mm-hmm. so what i want to do i've already moved uh, up to a new location with some that i was given this summer and i want to just eliminate the patch where it was but I don't know. Do I have to do something to the soil? Will the fungus be there as well?
1: Tell me about what the fungus looked like so that I can best help well, you. I'm
6: assuming that's what it was. The plant would, uh, and I would spray it, but if I got behind because of weather or whatever, they would always turn black. They got stunted. They used to be tall and gorgeous, but they got shorter and shorter and okay. turned black early and had, you know, then you'd get to august then there would just be these little miniature plants only some of which had green on them and then the next year up they'd come again
1: okay so let me get this right so this 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 whatever this was it would cause for a general dieback of the of the crop correct yes okay i think you probably had a disease called septoria leaf spot All right what was the first word septoria Sept- and, and, I, and I'm just, this is a speculation on my part, but from what I'm hearing. I mean, one thing that you have to realize, and it's probably one of the hardest things for gardeners to get, but once you get this, this is a really important piece of, of how to better manage plants. Um, perennials like to be divided and moved for the most part about every three years. If we don't divide and move them, they get lazy and burn themselves out. <laughs> I don't know what else to say it, they don't, you know, we kind of have this thought process that we planted and, and, and all this magic happens and they look great and maintain that um, beauty, okay? Yes. Uh, Rutabecchia is no different. Now, a lot of times, what I see with Rutabecchia is I see these plantings that have been there for, for forever that have a lot of disease pressure in them, particularly from Septoria and it's related to the density of the foliage and the vigor of the plants so one of the things that we do in august and september with perennials is lift and divide and replant or in the case of march and april do the same thing we can invigorate our plants and actually cause them to be a lot more aggressive and more beautiful as well okay now, so, so that's what i was i will put you on hold ma'am okay i'll be right back Be right back on Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
2: Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO, Dayton, Springfield. Your news starts now. On it. it is 6.30. I'm Jonah Adi with the
0: WHIO News Update, our top story we're following this weekend. Be prepared for daylight savings time to end. That means one extra hour on the clock starting at 2 o'clock Sunday morning. Turning your clocks back tonight.
5: Some nice changes in the forecast for today. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up.
0: Well, W H I O Triple Team traffic is looking all clear out there this morning. We're not seeing any accidents in the last half hour on the major freeways or service streets throughout the uh, the region. It is our top story. You'll be looking forward to getting to bed tonight and tomorrow night before next Monday. Daylight savings time is coming to an end at 2 o'clock Sunday morning. Don't forget to turn the clocks back. Meteorologist Jesse Mag tells us that this could make
5: it light, more likely to hit a deer if you drive in the evening hours. Pay attention, especially as the uh, sunlight we lose throughout the day is kind of increasing towards the time when the deer are most active.
0: Now, Jesse is going to have the exclusive forecast in just minutes. Now, well, many of you are probably preparing to get out to your polling place for Election Day this upcoming Tuesday, but what we've seen this year is a sharp rise in early voting.
5: The number of early voters between the ages of 18 and 29 surpassed turnout levels from the last midterms in 2014 in just about every state.
0: Fox's Ann Carrick says nationwide, 24 million early ballots have already been cast. Stay tuned this Tuesday for election night coverage hosted by Ron Otto starting at 7 o'clock here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A former Germantown soccer coach Coach is found guilty of sexual battery involving a 14-year-old girl he coached, but he was not in court when that verdict was read. Wednesday,
7: Justin Smith disappeared after testifying in his own defense, and he is still missing tonight.
1: Obviously, that was unexpected. You know, we, we break for lunch, and, and he doesn't come back.
0: That's ne- News Center 7's James Brown. He says the judge is emphasizing the disappearance did not impact the verdict in any way. A warrant is still out for Smith's arrest. Well, let's get a look at that exclusive weather forecast with the most accurate and dependable forecast. Here's meteorologist Jesse Mag.
5: Starting off with a few clouds out there this morning and morning low temperatures starting near 36 degrees. So a cool start, but temperatures climbing to about 52 degrees for the high. The winds are going to calm down, mostly sunny skies throughout the day. So nearly perfect weather here for us in fall. Clouds increase throughout the overnight hours and morning low temperatures tomorrow around 41 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7, WHIO.
0: Well, the latest scan of the live Doppler 7 radar is looking all clear throughout the entire Miami Valley. 36 degrees right now in Troy and in Springfield, 38 here in Dayton at 633. I'm Jonah Adi, WHIO Continuing News.
4: Hey, if you need to sell your home without all the headaches most people experience, hey, Sean Hannity here to tell you that after years of buying, selling, investing millions of dollars in real estate, that all real estate agents do not operate the same way now what makes the difference between a home selling fast and for top dollar and one that sits on the market for months and doesn't even sell at all well you have one agent right in your backyard that i trust if i needed to sell my home i'm talking about tammy holmes of her realtors she services the entire dayton area attracts hundreds of buyers every week and sells a home on average every 24 hours Tammy spends thousands of dollars every month and creates demand for your home, which makes it sell faster and for more money. Now, you risk nothing, since at any point, if you're not happy, well, you can get out of the contract free and clear and pay nothing. But trust me, that's not going to happen. Don't play games with your home. Call Tammy Homes at 937-506-0500 or online at DaytonGuarantee.com. That's DaytonGuarantee.com. And you can start packing.
2: This is Clark Howard here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You own an Amazon Echo? When you get home, tell Alexa to play WHIO. You're listening to Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now, it's time to go into the garden with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to help your garden grow.
1: Now, some of us believe that this is a mainstay vegetable in the pantry. And some people hear the name of it and they kind of run for the other opposite direction. I guess I probably should have done this one for Halloween, but uh, it's garlic. Keep in mind that there's two different types of garlic. There's hardneck garlic, which are often called the top-setting garlic. And then there's softneck garlics, which are also sometimes called artichoke garlics. Keep in mind that if you live in a cold climate like we live in, we are typically growing hard garlics because those are the ones that we can plant and they can overwinter. Now, hard garlics are typically planted at some time between Halloween and Thanksgiving, and that's where you find the the hard garlic, you take it apart, and each of the individual toes you plant into the soil. It'll grow and develop a, a, a leaf called a scape, and that scape will grow through the whole winter season, well into the spring, into the summer, and sometime in August, you will harvest it. The cool thing about growing the hardneck garlics are the very thing that you harvest many times, so it can become your seed source, your new source to replant. Keep in mind that the hardneck garlics, at least in my professional opinion, have some of the finest flavor of garlic you can ever find. And I will tell you that they keep for months and sometimes even a year or more inside your home if they're properly cared for and hardened off. They are. By the way, a great vegetable to extend the gardening season because even in the winter season, you can harvest the little scapes and you can use them in salads and greens and all kinds of things. They are absolutely delicious. On AM 1290 and News 95.7, W-H-I-O.
2: You've been into the garden with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your gardening questions. Call Mark now at 457-1290. Here's the gardening guru, Mark Weber, on AM 1290
1: and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number to dial if you've got a gardening question. We want to know what your favorite apple is today. 457-1290. Roughly in about... Um, Seven minutes, we're going to go into the into the garden kitchen and talk about my favorite apple, the Melrose. Let's go back and talk to, um, I, don't know, I don't know who we were talking to, but let's go talk. Good morning, ma'am. Are you still with us? Yes, I am. Okay, sorry. We had to do some things. Yes. So you, we were talking about your rutabacchias. We're talking about lifting and dividing. Right. And, 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 I,
6: and I'm good with that. I planted a new bed, and I will definitely heed that advice. But with the old bed, mm-hmm. I wanted to dig out the plants that were there. Mm-hmm. Do I have to worry about the soil?
1: No. See, septoria is a, leaf, is a disease, a leaf disease, that happens by the leaves from the previous previous season that are in the soil. Oh, okay. So one of the ways that we can help reduce this disease is, one, is by um, uh, raking and cleaning the bed. Two, by proper fertility. Now, I'll give you an example how septoria works. Um, Septorial leaf spot is a disease also. It's the same disease that we'll see on tomato. Okay. And where tomatoes aren't getting the proper nutrition, um, we'll see a higher degree of susceptibility of septorial than we see tomatoes that are getting proper nutrition. So this disease is one that kind of picks on plants that aren't getting enough fertilizer or not enough um, nutrients in the soil. So one of the things that make sure you do when you go to redo this bed is make sure you do a soil test and make sure that you amend it. And amend it with uh, organic matter. And I would also recommend that you re- that you amend it with a material called biochar. Have you ever heard of biochar? I have not. Biochar is um, an amazing stuff. It's basically charcoal. Um, but it's cooked, it's wood products that ha, and organic products that have been cooked at a very high temperature. And basically what biochar is, is when we mix it into the soil, it becomes this big nutrient sponge and it allows nutrients to be held in the soil for longer periods of time, but also releases them to plants. Um, a lot of our soils have limited what they call cat ion exchange capacity. And so what biochar does is it increases the availability of nutrients in fact we're using biochar a lot now with uh, planting of new landscape plantings at uh, my business we're also using biochar extensively with tree tree invigoration um, work it's been done by a number of, of researchers has shown that where biochar is used, Good quality biochar, I might add. Because you, you can buy biochar that's frankly junk. Okay. But uh, there's a product called Maram- Maramichi. It's the one that has the highest rating. Um, biochar makes a big difference. And it would be what I would, if I was amending a perennial bed, that would be what I would be u- utilizing. I would do a soil test. I would fertilize according to the soil test. I would be amending this all with organic matter, typically two inches of organic matter for every six inches of tillage. And I would also be blending in um, biochar. Wonderful. Thank you so does, much. Does that help you? Oh, very much. So what that does, and the need, what it, we'll kind of recap, what this does invigorates the plant, gives the plant the things that it needs to make energy, to make photosynthesis, and in return gives you a plant that's more aggressive, more healthier, Less susceptible to septorial leaf spot. Does that make sense to yes, you? It does. Thank you very much. You're most welcome, ma'am. Have a good day. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Four five seven twelve ninety. Mike from Dayton. Good morning.
8: Good Mike. morning, Mike. How are you? I'm great today. And you?
1: I am well. So, Mike, what is your favorite apple?
8: I bet you haven't heard of this one, or you don't find it available. Gold Rush. Tell me about Gold Rush. <laughs> it's a wonderful apple. It's a uh, grown by the local orchards, and it isn't harvested till probably another week or so. Okay. And uh, maybe even two weeks. And uh, they don't start selling it usually till sometime in December. It's very, very hard.
1: So a key, and, it's a good uh, keeper
8: apple. apple, yeah. It's a keeper apple. So it's one of those apples that my wife will send me 30, 40 miles out of my way to get <laughs> when I know that it's at an orchard. So what, So what,
1: I may ask you what orchard you get it at?
8: Uh. I've gotten it at several of them. Uh, the ones that I've gotten most uh, last year or the year before was at uh, Downing Fruit Farm, mm-hmm. and they're in New Madison, Ohio, near the Indiana state line. Okay. At Westler Orchards, right out that next of the. Yeah, way. I'm
1: familiar with Westlers. Yeah, well, it's interesting that you bring this up because this um, this apple called Gold Rush. Um, I'm looking I just looked it up, and. Um, it's, it's an excellent fruit quality, long-term storage, combined with immunity against apple scab, which is a really good thing. It has a high resistance against uh, apple mildew incited by blah, blah, blah. And moderate resistance against fire blight. Um, rash is the 10th um, apple cultivar developed by a breeding program between Indiana, Illinois, and New Jersey Experimental Station. Um, and also Rutgers and it's interesting is it's got a rich spicy flavor with a high degree of acidity and sweetness.
8: You did it.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Go on, sir. I'm listening.
8: It's sweet and snappy. It's really, really good.
1: It's like it's fun though. If you look at its pedigree, which is pretty amazing, it's 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 Rome Beauty, Golden Delicious, Melrose. Mm. <laughs> Uh, an open-pollinated wine sap and a couple different numbers. Then they back-crossed it with a Golden Delicious, um, and they've got its flavor retention high, which means even storage it holds its flavor. Um, it's got a, hey, you know, I, I may have to go find this apple. This sounds really good.
8: It is good. It's absolutely excellent. Wow. <coughs> we used it for butter and applesauce both
1: interesting interesting well thank you for sharing that sir I, I i i will definitely go look for some gold rush right
8: now because that sounds you like you won't find them yeah you, it's, you can't find them you got to call ahead and ask them if they picked them yeah and they're not good to eat like i say they have to mellow for a while they're a little bit like a granny they yeah. have to mellow for a while
1: well you know you know the melrose is the same way melrose apple is designed to be picked and not sold until thanksgiving and um, and it's another one that's one of those that's designed to be a keeper apple, and uh, the gold rush. That sounds like something that I would definitely like to try. Try. I'm going to, have to go find some, sir. I really appreciate your call, and I hope you have a good Saturday. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, Enjoy sir. You you bet. Thank you. Bye bye. Let's go into the garden kitchen.
2: You're listening to Garden Talk with Mark Webber on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now it's time to go into the garden kitchen with Mark Webber. A weekly tip to improve your kitchen table.
1: You know, this is one apple. You can't be a Buckeye unless you eat the state apple of Ohio. And the state apple of Ohio, ladies and gentlemen, is the Melrose. This is uh, a great apple on so many different fronts. Um, this is a Red Delicious Jonathan Cross. It is, um, creates an apple that's totally different than its parents. Um, it's a large apple. It's a round apple. Um, it's picked typically in late September. Um, it, it, it's not the prettiest apple when you first see it because it's kind of got a yellow-green overlaid with a little bit of a red shoulder on it with a lot of russeting on it, of course. Um, but it's crisp. It's got a white flesh flesh that's incredibly juicy. It's got the flavor of, of, of tartness, but some sweetness, which makes it kind of that uh, bittersweet type of thing going on, but it mellows over time. It only gets better the longer you store it. It's excellent for cooking. My favorite is, is to just bite into it and eat it, and feels like you're eating candy. Um, It's the official state apple of Ohio. Um, It was developed by um, the late, great Dr. Freeman Howlett. And there's actually a building named after him at Ohio State University's uh, campus. And he did this breeding work around 1944 at the Ohio Agricultural Experimental Station in Worcester, Worcester. Um, And it should not be confused with another apple called the White Melrose. (laughs) Um, but, um, the, uh, it, 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 this is an apple, ladies and gentlemen, if you get the opportunity, you're never going to find this at the local grocery. You have to go to a local farm market or a local apple grower to find this apple, but it is an apple, um, on every level that once you eat it, you fall in love with it. In fact, my oldest daughter comes to my house and steals my Melrose. <laughs> she actually borrows them, but she doesn't ever give them back. This week's In the Garden Kitchen is
2: Melrose. You've been Into the Garden Kitchen with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your questions now. 457-1290. Here's the garden guru, Mark Weber, on AM 1290 and News 957-WHIO.
1: 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you would like to be part of this morning's broadcast give us a call we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we'll do more gardening advice with you on am 1290 and news 957 whio baby boomers have shared their frustration about how much tax they pay let me reverse that for you and put the emphasis on saving taxes This is Chuck Oliver, founder of the Hidden Wealth Solution, and I've been helping clients for over two decades to get their retirement on track and avoid the tax traps. Daily, I see clients paying taxes needlessly instead of maximizing their financial future. Learn how to save unnecessary tax and optimize your retirement. Visit retirementprotected.com, retirementprotected.com. As we all know, life can bring about many
0: challenges. Fortunately, Some you can expect and plan for. By joining the McAfee Comfort Club, we can find many problems before they happen. And for the moment you're caught off guard, our emergency priority service restores your comfort quickly. Any season,
4: any time, McAfee. Panera Bread is honoring local heroes Monday, November 12th, with a free You Pick 2 in honor of Veterans Day. All veterans and active military are invited to any Dayton, Ohio, Panera Bread for a free You Pick 2. Wear your uniform, show your military ID, or discharge papers to receive a free
2: meal. This election day, count on us for in-depth coverage and frequent updates on what matters to you most here in the Miami Valley. The latest election news all day and all night Tuesday here on the Miami Valley and Ohio's election headquarters. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
1: Good morning, everybody. It's 649. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7.
5: Starting off with a few clouds out there this morning and morning low temperatures, starting near 36 degrees, so a cool start, but temperatures climbing to about 52 degrees for the high. The winds are going to calm down, mostly sunny skies throughout the day, so nearly perfect weather here for us in fall. Clouds increase throughout the overnight hours and morning low temperatures tomorrow around 41 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's our Ask the
2: Experts weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather and traffic, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A
1: current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar shows um, um, nice skies. we got uh, 38 degrees in downtown Dayton, 38 in Xenia, 37 in Wilmington, 40 up in Wapakoneta. Uh, On the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and news, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO, a couple programming notes here in a few minutes. We'll be joined by Rich Pearson. He's a local horticulturalist, going to give us some insight on on some things in the garden. Also coming up in the next half hour of Garden Talk after we get out of the break. Um, Stay tuned for some pretty interesting uh, monologues coming up at 7 and 8 o'clock this morning. And also, Randy Tish will be joining us at 730 Eastern, so be sure to tune in on that as we talk about great topics that matter about your lawn as well. Let's go to the telephone lines at 457-1290, and let's go talk to Dale. Dale, good morning. Good morning. Morning, sir. How are you? I'm well. How can I help?
8: Yes, uh, I was getting to uh, make some raised beds next spring and I was wondering what to get the best nutrient uh, in, in that soil to get that started with.
1: So the raised beds, are are you growing vegetables or what are you growing?
8: Yes, vegetables.
1: Okay. It's real important that this rib raised bed be well-engineered and well-thought-out, okay? Okay. And why why I say that is is I a lot of times see people that are growing vegetables in raised beds that don't understand how to make a raised bed. Um, raised right. the, the idea of a raised bed is is to in- improve drainage, improve your ability to plant things, but most importantly, to increase your yields, okay, uh-huh. and also um, increase the quality of the vegetables in which you are creating. Does that make sense? Right. Okay. Okay. So first thing is, um, we need full sun. <laughs> we don't plant vegetables in shade. Right. Full sun is from morning and noon and night. Um, second thing is, is the soil that we're gonna use in that bed needs to be a modified mix that is going to be well-drained and preferably what we call an artificial mix. Meaning it's going to be predominantly made probably from pine bark, mixed with probably some sand and some perlite. And then we're going to take that mix and we're going to send it off to the lab for the lab to tell us how much nutrients we're going to add to it. Okay. And then um, typically we're also going to put some drainage tile underneath the bed. Mm Mm-hmm. And then in a sense, if we're going to do all this work, we might as well also accommodate the fact that we may want to put some um, row covers on this bed so that we can speed up the process in which our crops grow and also right. increase their overwintering ability. So like, for example, a year from now, if you were doing all this, you could have, you could very well have fresh lettuce and red beets and all and um, even maybe a uh, pepper or two still alive in your garden in November. <laughs> in fact, yeah. in the case of red beets and arugula and, and, and some of those kind of crops, you could probably pick those all winter long okay. by doing this. So, and what the other part of this is, is going to be irrigation. Um, I would be thinking about putting in some type of a drip tube that I could drip water my garden, raised garden, Okay. Um and it's, it's not, everybody goes this sounds like a lot of work it is a lot of work but right you're doing it on a very intensive level and let me explain why this matters vegetables you know plants have different clocks and a lot of times we as human beings will have a hard time understanding this but clocks mm-hmm. trees grow at a clock of their own peppers grow at a clock of their own and 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 every other plant in the world there's a clock of their own Vegetables want to live hard and fast. They want to produce a crop and they want to die. So let's give them what they want. (laughs) Let's give them all the the nutrition they need, the water they need, and the sunshine that they need, and they will produce crops that are outstanding. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So if we limit one of those important factors, we limit the plant's ability to be successful. Right. Okay, sir, I wish you the best. Thank you very much. Take care, Dale. Bye-bye. 457-1290, Four five seven twelve ninety, 1290 and up on the Horticultural Hotline is the one and only Mr. Stamen Winesap himself, Richmond Pearson.
7: <laughs> Good morning, Mark.
1: How are you? Stamen. Uh, uh, uh. I knew you liked Stamen Winesap. That's your favorite apple, though.
7: It is. It is. And I, it's I. been a favorite since uh, way, way back in the day when I was working in that small restaurant in Columbus. That's where I was introduced to it. Uh-huh. Uh, we used it for everything.
1: Yeah, it's a great, it's a great, uh, great, great utility apple, and it does have kind of a whiny type of t- taste. It like tastes like wine. Um, Mr. Yes. Rich, good blog post this week about still time to plant and plan for multiple season impact. Tell us about it.
7: Well, uh, it's it's almost it, it's odd because it's like I get my my topics almost hand handed to me, spoon-fed to me mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> during the day, I have multiple conversations with customers and they usually somehow all track on a, on a similar theme. And lately it's been about, um, well, we've been through the, you know, kind of correcting people of the error of, of pruning everything right away just to clean up the garden, get it cut down, break it out, right, put it to bed, go back inside and hide. And so I've used the opportunity to correct that and to suggest that what they're cutting down is actually uh, something that could be of interest through the winter season in the landscape, that they're going to end up interacting with it as they go to and from their car, when they you know come in and out the door, look at the windows, and to get just to, to retool their idea of aesthetic so that things that are in the garden um, – they don't have to be green or flowering to have an impact. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you noticed a recurring theme of brown is a color, too, in that blog post, that brown is indeed a color, and there are many shades of it. And in a bleak and otherwise drab winter landscape, they can the counterplay of those different tones of brown can have an impact. And the architecture of leaving things in place until spring gives you something to look at. Things like hydrangeas, you don't have to cut the dead flowers off. They're going to hold through the winter. A little bit of snow on top of those is absolutely spectacular. Yep. Um, ornamental grasses, when left alone, are moving sculpture in the winter landscape. And then for that extra treat, go out and listen to the wind whistle through them. So there's there's a lot of impact that way. And then there's also time to plant and mm-hmm. I've been really enjoying some of the uh, red twig dogwoods that we have on site at Knollwood. Mm -hmm. And planting things for durable color through the winter is something folks overlook. And the the red twig dogwoods, there are also yellow twig dogwoods and either Cornus alba or uh, Cornus sericea, two different species with many cultivars. You can get different heights there's variegated foliages involved, and that brilliant red or brilliant gold is just phenomenal against a snow pack. And then there's another one, and I've been in love with this one for years. And as a green plant, it's like, eh, it's all right. Mm-hmm. It does get yellow flowers.
1: Yeah, you got, th- okay you got 20 seconds, Rich. You better get it out. Okay,
7: it's it's Caria japonica. And oh, it makes, yes. It looks like living green grass all yeah. winter long. Four to five feet tall, this beautiful arching green cane. So there's a lot people can do to bring some winter interest into their landscape. They need to think about it and get it planted now.
1: Outstanding. So, Rich, I I, I I uh, got a favor to ask. Okay. make sure you listen to the top of the hour about not cleaning up your leaves this fall, not raking them to the street neck this fall and how you can actually put literally a full pound of extra nitrogen, actual nitrogen inside your tree by simply just mowing your grass, Just chopping them up, just chopping them up. That's the next hour of Garden Talk. Cool. All right, sir. Thank you. You're welcome, Rich, Take good care of you. We'll talk soon. Okay. Okay. Take care, sir. Bye, bye. Well, folks, that'll wrap it up for the first hour of Garden Talk. Do not let your gardening uh, hearts go to trouble. Do not change the dial. Do not go past Go. Only go get yourself a cup of another cup of coffee because in the next hour of Garden Talk, we are going to talk about how your city, since tomorrow next week is election week, how your city can save thousands and millions of dollars. By not doing leaf cleanup and how you can have healthier, better trees in your landscape by doing something so simple, so easy, it just can't be true. But it is true. Coming up the next hour of Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 W-H-I-O.